Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast. Join us as we share our personal top five lists for a variety of topics. Each episode, we'll explore a new topic and discuss our favorite picks ranging from music, movies, food, travel destinations, board games, roller coasters, to whatever. Nothing is off limits and everyone is wrong even when we think they are right. Whether you're looking for new recommendations or just love hearing incorrect opinions, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Zach Rancourt, and with me as always is... Tom Lockhart. Hi, Tom. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, I I have something to talk about that I've told people in the past that they should do, and that has become a flex ticket package member for the Mariners. Mm -hmm. I no longer recommend it. Uh, Why? They jumped the price up again. Uh, Apparently, it jumped up the year that I became one, but I didn't pay it. Uh, and it just jumped from $750 up to a thousand. Holy buckets. And I already this year was having trouble. I actually just put a bunch of tickets on StubHub because I still had like $300 left oh, man. of my 750. And I was just like, I can't spend a thousand dollars on tickets every year. Why are you guys doing this? Like they offer no lower than a thousand dollars. That is the rookie membership. I mean, is Tom, $1, if you want to sit 100 level and invite your friend Zach, you know, I'll go to a, an a upcoming game for this last couple of weeks. You just let me know. That's the problem, though, is, well, I already, uh, I mean, I could always take him back, but uh, there's, I can only go to one more game throughout the season. Mm. Like, and it's just like, uh, it's tough. But I mean, yeah. $20 tickets is usually what I pay for 100 level like seats with their package. And, and that's the, it's impossible to spend a thousand dollars with that. Well, like. <laughs> and that's the crazy thing about it, too, is, you know, you go to game time and you can find tickets for five dollars like on a Tuesday. And, yeah. And so in theory, it's great, but you're overpaying for tickets. Um, I mean, the cool thing is, you know, you get priority access to things like the all star game. But, you know, next year, all star game is not going to be here. So nope. it's like, you know, playoffs are playoffs, but they'll still release tickets to the general public. So I don't know. Um, but you know who isn't a waste of money and a waste of time? I am both of those things. Zarek, yep, definitely both of those things. No way. <laughs> you're, a, you're a barrel full of sunshine. Okay. Sure. And you're worth every penny. <laughs> and you're worth every ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric no, Shane. Er- Eric I'm Shane, how are we doing? I'm all right. You know, just trying to get over a cold. I hate it. I hate no. it. I hate it. It's stuff going around. It's a little bit icky right now, but, you know, it's going it away. Flu? No, it's just a, it's a common cold. Oh. Uh, yeah, Whitney is sick also, uh, so I'm trying to keep my distance from her so I can go to trivia this week. Yeah. Priorities, I, Tom, priorities. Yeah, just like, no, stay away, wife. I need I to go would... answer stupid questions. <laughs> hey, they're not stupid questions. I work hard on those questions. How dare you? <laughs> That's true. They're stupid to her. <laughs> they make you feel stupid. And yeah, she's pretty smart. She came uh, a couple weeks ago and she's just crushed. She's just absolutely crushed. That's badass. Yeah. Good so job, like, Whitney. Yeah. She's got to come back. Oh, well, every I was week. on the team, too. <laughs> yes, I mean, you were there. You participated. Good job, yeah. Tom, I guess. <laughs> 
Um, okay, you guys, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get right into this. I, you know, I, I really don't have an intro for this one, and it's not because I couldn't think of anything. It's rather I'm just way too excited to talk about it. So today we are discussing our top five male celebrity crushes. That's M A L E celebrity crushes. To enhance discussion, we did not share a list with each other, and by no means are we export experts in this or any other category. Although I might be some kind of expert, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. We're just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. So, Tom, who is your first choice for your male celebrity crush? Well, first of all, I want to start out with, I I told Eric that I like finished my list in like five minutes when I saw him (laughs) uh, at Trivia. And then throughout, since Trivia on Thursday, I have added like 10 more names to the list. (laughs) It's a hard category. (laughs) This actually might be a list that changes in the middle of the episode because I'm looking (laughs) at all the names right now. I have five at the top and then I might move some around. So we'll see what happens. Okay. But I'm going to start off with my first one, which is I recently did an episode of the Don't Be Crazy podcast um, and we did Point Break. So you can all guess who my first one's going to be, and that is Anthony Kiedis. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be a waste of time. <laughs> but Keanu Reeves. I mean, Keanu Reeves, during that podcast, I did say multiple times, Keanu Reeves, not a good actor. He's no. just not good at it. But he is the awesomest dude. And like every story, I sometimes I get bored and I read those like, uh, stories where they do like, oh, th- meeting this celebrity was like this, and like there'll be bad and good interactions. And everyone with Keanu Reeves is just so heartwarming, just like hearing him have just normal everyday interactions with people. Not like he's a superstar and he does something superstar. It's just like I remember reading one where he just like he wanted to get a cigarette from a guy and he got a cigarette and they smoked and talked for like 20 minutes. And then, like, he saw the guy again and, like, gave him a pack of cigarettes that he bought. Like, like, thanks for the cigarette earlier. Here's a whole pack. And it's just like, Keanu, you're so awesome. Like, those little things are beautiful when it comes to, like, a star doing it. And the key here also is he's a beautiful man. And he has beautiful, long, flowing (laughs) hair that... I, that just does it for me when yeah. it comes to men. Uh, long flowing <laughs> hair and a very nice beard. It's not the best. We'll get to beards later in my list. Don't you worry about it's it. It's patchy. Um, but Keanu Reeves just kills it at everything. Uh, and I love him with all my heart. <laughs> well, he 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 does. He commands the screen and he is he seems so humble. You don't really see his name in the press for anything negative necessarily. You know, I'm sure that he's had moments when he's been kind of an asshole, but one of my favorite Keanu Reeves moments was uh, he has a new Formula One documentary coming up soon. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but I think it's going to be on Disney Plus. Anyhow, uh, last year he was at the British GP and it's a Grand Prix and he was there and a fan went up to him at the airport and saw him. He's like, hey, are you Keanu Reeves? He's like, yeah. He's like, were you here for the Grand Prix? And uh, Keanu explained to him uh, he was and he like, politely corrected him but he sat in here he stood and talked with this fan for like five minutes and Keanu was at the airport you know he wasn't a dick celebrity he was asking him questions too he asked the fan questions too he's like are you a fan of racing and like that's just so great for for him to do to take time out of his busy day to just say hello to a fan who noticed him at the airport 
Um, and I, I love that about Keanu. And his movies are amazing. John Wick is one of the greatest action franchises of all time. And it's I, I, I they get better with with each film. It's like a fine wine. Uh, another airport interaction that I read about him is like a flight got canceled. That was just like one of those small planes that only had like 10 passengers on it. And he just like rented a van and like rented it to wherever they were going to drive. It just took everyone there. And it's just like, Keanu, you just took a whole plane of people that you don't know. Just I'll take you to your destination. It's going to take a little longer, but you'd have to wait anyway. So let's go. The the catch to that, Tom, it had to stay above 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got ding, that ding. reference. It's from, it's from Speed for all those people who don't know to, or who don't know the movie. <laughs> Eric, what do you think of Keanu? I mean, obviously, I knew Tom was going to say Keanu. Yeah, like I knew he was going to yeah. say Keanu before we even had the list. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's interesting to me that uh, it was such an easy list for you. I thought it was going to be a really easy list for me, and it turned out to be a really, really tough one because I. I got really nitpicky. I wanted to go. I didn't want to stick with just a bunch of sports guys. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, I just wanted to branch out as much as possible. So I guess maybe I had the same sort of problem Tom did. It's just that you have so many dudes to choose from that you're just like, <laughs> who do I focus up on? You know, but yeah, Keanu Reeves is. I just got oh. so many dudes here. So many hot Keanu dudes. Reeves is a Hall Ooh. of Fame dude. I and did. I, I did scroll through a lot of pictures of dudes, just like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and I want to. I want to clarify for the listeners here. So, so this list is, you know, it, it's not. We are men. We're straight men. We appreciate the beauty of other men. Like, there's like that guy's really handsome, or wow, he's a really attractive man. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you have something wrong with that, you need to check your privilege and check your own emotions because we can really appreciate the beauty in people. But it's not even uh, people on my list. I'm not like wow, they're incredibly handsome. I really just, like when you have a crush on somebody, you're like, man, I will see anything that they're in or watch anything that they do or they seem like the coolest guy. And and, and that's more of what I'm getting at with the, the male celebrity crushes. Now, Eric, you mentioned um, you have athletes on the list and we'll get to your, your first one in a second. But I do want to pose this question to you guys. I remember I had a conversation years ago with somebody and they were trying to tell me, the question was like, you know, what celebrities have you met? And I, I listed a bunch of athletes and they're like, well, athletes aren't celebrities. And I said, Nonsense. what? I was like, <laughs> they absolutely are. And she's like, no, they're, they're athletes. And I go, Nonsense. no, they're still a celebrity. And she's like, well, no, I'm celebrities are musicians or, or actors. And I, and I was like, according to who? What about authors? Exactly. What about poets? Exactly. Like dancers. Is Kim Gar- Kardashian a, a celebrity? Right. She's she doesn't do either. Or, she's or a nothing. <laughs> she's a celebrity and she does absolutely nothing. Yeah. I guess are, are politicians celebrities? If they're widely known, mm-hmm. they can be. Sure. No, that's, yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a take that makes no sense at all. That's Exactly. They had nothing to back that. it up with, but um, I, was, I was spitting facts. So, Eric, with that being said, what is your first male celebrity crush? Okay, I was just going to put out here that Urban Dictionary says a man crush is a heterosexual man admiring another man to an extreme in a non-romantic or sexual way, more having an intense desire to be that other man. Oh, or, yeah. Or hang with that other dude. Oh, dude, that'd be so cool. Total bromance. <laughs> Keanu. <laughs> so the first one I'm going to mention is... Uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is just about the coolest dude there is. He, I've mentioned this before, he put out a book called Green Lights about a year or so ago. Uh, and it's mostly a biography. You know, uh, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He, it's, it's, it's more than that. But it's mostly a biography of where he came from. And his life is just interesting. It's been one cool adventure after another. And this is a guy who has 
been encouraged to seek adventures, even though he came from pretty humble, pretty humble beginnings in, uh, in, uh, you know, East Texas, there, pretty kind of humble background. And, uh, that, that would never speak to, uh, where he's ended up going, but he, he's had a really interesting and cool life. And if you ever pick up that book, I got to tell you, go get the audiobook because he's the narrator of his own book. And, Nobody has a more interesting cadence to their speech than Matthew McConaughey. He's just the way he reads his line. It's just, just spectacular. I will not really, other than the all right, all right, all right. I'm not going to try to mimic it. I'm not, I can't, I can't. I was a young um, boy doing smoking doobies and, uh, kind of, yeah. I'm driving, I'm driving a Lincoln and, uh, <laughs> always driving that Lincoln. I know I, I know what you're talking about, Eric, because I've heard a lot of people say that that book is good. I'm very skeptical, but yeah. people said he had a really good like uh, like upbringing base or not like upbringing, but, you know, like story to tell. Yeah. And I didn't realize that his narration was that good, though. Also, keep in mind that he is an actor. So mm-hmm. by definition, he's a storyteller. Mm, yeah, makes sense. So let him tell you a story. I and, love his movies. Uh, a yeah. Time to Kill was fantastic. Uh, I, I Wolf of Wall Street just his his brief cameo in that was was phenomenal too. Dallas Buyers Club was incredible. It's a wazzy, it's a woozy, it's fairy <laughs> dust. It's never landed. It's not on the <laughs> elemental chart. It's f- not f- fucking gazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is great. Uh, he's like, he's just, he's just a genuinely good dude too. He makes friends with people who are not celebrities, people he just runs into for no reason, totally different age groups, whatever. He's just, he's got this weird collection of friends that he's made over the years that have no connection to anything that you would ever expect. <laughs> do you know, dudes who ride bikes in the, you know, African desert. Like, you know, you just have no idea why this guy knows him, but he just, he does. Cause he's just, he's had an adventurous life and, uh, he's a, he's a good dude too. And I understand why a lot of people want him to maybe consider a Senate run in Texas. Dude, yeah. I, um, he's not, he's the kind of guy who, you know, from a politics standpoint, he's kind of center of the road there. He's never going to, you're never going to agree with him on everything, but you know, he's just a decent dude. And, uh, um, I, I don't live in Texas, so I can't tell, you know, I can't vote for him, but he's, he would be, you know, he's, he's worth some consideration. So Matthew McConaughey is number one on my list. Love it. So I was actually just in Dallas for a work conference and George W. Bush spoke. That was the first time I ever saw a president speak. Cool. Now I have my own political leanings. Um, you know, I didn't vote for him. I wasn't a huge fan of him, but after he left office, he grew on me. And when I saw him speak, it was so cool. He came out as a 77-year-old grandpa, just as lax and cool as a cucumber. He sits down, he's like leaning back, and he's like, so we're doing this or what? And just like a cool guy. Um, but he brought up, you know, he he said, we have a lot of political turmoil in this in this country, obviously, right now, where it's very divisive. He goes, but this isn't nothing new. We had this in the 60s with Vietnam. Our country was divided and we got through that. We thought it was dark times, but we have checks and balances that will help us get through. One poignant, so that actually helped put me at ease a little more. And one mm-hmm. poignant thing I think he said, he's like, we need term limits. We need a younger generation. He goes, this is a generation that's going to make a change like this Gen Z and stuff. And I yeah. was like, hell yeah. But he does not want geezers is what he said in in the office anymore. <laughs> and I think McConaughey, who's probably like, what, 55, something like something that. Like that. He he could potentially, especially with his his pull on Austin, just Austin alone, like 
he could make a run for Senate and probably be pretty successful. So that would uh, be he's, he's fifty three. Yeah, he could he could run against Ted Cruz in twenty four. And yeah, you, know, you mean the, Zo- the Zodiac Killer? Yeah, I don't think he's gonna. But <laughs> I don't not. think he I don't think he wants to. But and I don't blame him. I get it. But yeah. You know. Well, so, yeah. that's a very good choice. I like I, li- I like him as an actor. Okay, so my first one, uh, it is Mr. Charles Minor himself, or Stringer Bell, as I like to call him. That is Idris Elba. Uh, he is 51 years old, was born in Lo- the London borough of Hackney, London, UK. Um, he is six foot two, for anyone wondering. But he is fantastic. I love Idris Elba. Um, he is my pick to be the next James Bond, or I think they should have. Unfortunately, he's 51 now. I don't know how much they would want to invest into a 51, potentially 53 by the time it gets all started. James Bond actor. Um, so, but originally, you know, five, six years ago, I, I think it would have been a, a no brainer choice. I love Idris Elba, super handsome man, um, just a fantastic actor. And he just he's keeps getting better in each role, honestly. I, I really, really enjoyed um, his performances in like Pacific Rim and like I was saying, The Wire, uh, The Office, even even his five episodes he's in. He's just fantastic. Suicide Squad, the new one. He was great in that. Like he was probably the best thing in that movie. So I just I can't get enough of Idris Elba and anything he puts out there. I'm like, damn, dude, I really need to check this out. But he is a he's a he's a handsome dude. And what's not to love? That is true. I really need to go watch The Wire because I still haven't. And I say that like all the time and I keep saying I'm going to because all I hear is great things. And uh, Tom, it's the, it's it's one of the greatest shows of all time. It's in the pantheon of great TV shows. And it's I'm aware it's unreal. It takes so it takes a few episodes to get in just like every other TV show. Um, and the first season maybe isn't the best, in my opinion. A lot of people really love the first season, and I do as well. Um, but I think season three, no, season four for me is probably the best. I can't, re- I don't know. Um, but they're all so good. And 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 he is a fantastic, he, he plays a fantastic role. Uh, the first three seasons is kind of the rise and fall of Avon Barksdale. Very Shakespearean in a certain sense. But the whole show is about the bureaucratic nightmares that we face in any type of uh, profession, whether that be a drug kingpin or a lowly thug or a police officer or a lawyer, any of that bureaucracy that we have to deal with and working your way around that. And it's just, it's a lovely uh visceral show about the city of Baltimore and um but yeah it's fucking awesome so and Idris Elba steals the screen when he's on it well yeah there's a few actors in that show who yes. sort of command the screen and you know it's it's a little bit like breaking bad when it comes to that yeah it takes a few episodes but once you're in you're in yeah you better uh, buckle up for that one cuz you're in it gets crazy after that it'll it'll hook, it'll latch a hold of you and just grab hold and keep hold Oh, it's good. So good. But yeah, he's a he's a super handsome man. I actually want to see uh, the movie Beast. Um, it looks kind of like an airplane movie, but it came out not long ago. Um, and it's basically like him and his family in Africa and they're on a trip. A lion is stalking them and it looks pretty, pretty monster of the week. But I think it looks pretty solid, actually. So. Cool. Thomas, number well, two. Well, you know what? Let's go from one English actor who's considered for James Bond to another. 
Uh, I have loved Tom Hardy ever since I saw him hang dong in uh, Bronson. <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't because he was hanging dong. He's Love that dong. He, he's just incredible <laughs> in that movie. And it was the first time I ever saw him because I never saw Band of Brothers or the Star Trek movie that he was in. And so it was the first time I ever saw him as an actor. And I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? And he's been in some of my favorite movies, yeah, Locke or Mad Max Fury Road and just uh what what uh this means war of course everyone's favorite <laughs> Dark Knight Rises <laughs> Taylor Soldier Spy Oh I love him in Dark Knight Rises. Oh, I love that voice that he does. Inception star, yes. oh, He's so good. But it's just be- he's so like gruff and just like ugh, like Oh, I'd like to get to know this rough and tumble man. Ooh, hello. <laughs> and that's that's really all I can say about him is just like he he just seems like he doesn't care at all. He's just like, Ugh. he all he does is grunt in Mad Max, and that's basically him outside in every like interview I've seen is is just kind of like, Ugh. well, and the wonderful thing about the Mad Max movie is even though it's called Mad Max Fury Road, it's not his movie. It's Furiosa's oh. movie, and and I think Tom Hardy knows that, and he does such a good job because Max is a, he's a pariah. He's not there. He's just a nomad. He's hes not there to be the center of attention. And I think that's what's so great. And I feel that's probably how Tom Hardy is, although he looks like a guy, it's like, hey, do you want to go get beers? He's like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go get some beers. He yeah. seems like a cool dude. Like the Venom movies, I think are terrible, but he likes doing them because his kids like them. And he's all about it. He gets, when you see him do an interview for Venom, he's just like, yeah, like ready to go. <laughs> Ah, that's so exciting because I do want to see him just keep doing Venom movies because they are terrible. I will agree, but I love I've I've watched both of them several times. It's kind of like it's kind (laughs) of like the Chronicle of Riddick movies with with Vin Diesel. They're awful, but I love watching them for some reason. I love Vin Diesel in that universe. Don't like the Fast and the Furious movies, but Vin Diesel as Riddick, I can watch that over and over again. And I have (laughs) all of the movies. (laughs) Did uh, Eric, were you going to say something? No, I wasn't. I was looking up uh, quotes for what I have to say later. No. Oh, okay. Uh, one of my favorite, I just watched Fast X with, you know, the Fast and Furious 10. It's terrible. And, and like, but I know that going into it, but it just, I'm like, man, this is so bad, but I had to finish it. One thing I read. So, you know, where do you go? It's a car racing movie that went beyond car racing and now they're international spies and, and agents and stuff. And they went to space in Fast 9. And so the theory behind it is that they have Fast X and then there's going to be a Fast X part two. And then they want to do a third part 10. So Fast Triple X. And, they're go- and it, it's when he becomes Xander Cage from Triple X. So it's when Dominic Toretto is going to probably fake his death or something. And he's going to become Xander Cage from Triple X. And now yes, we start Triple yes, X. Yes. And then we're going to go Triple X do squared. It. Do it. <laughs> so. yeah, at this point, at this point, you don't have you have more reason to do it than not to do it. You know, uh, otherwise, that's it's just true. The, you know, the, the franchise yeah. is dead otherwise. So yeah. you have more reason to do it than not to do it. Just do it. Uh, Colton sent me a text where he was like, Fast X is on Peacock. I'm going to call it right now. It's time travel. <laughs> they went into space on the last one. They got to go to try and travel in X because he hadn't watched it yet. He was just trying to call a shot before he watched it. And it's just like, it doesn't sound unreasonable. He no. goes back in time to when the wheel was invented. 
and, <laughs> and he races he races with those. <laughs> so dumb. Goes back to I haven't, Rome I haven't seen and he yeah. races Roman chariots. <laughs> By the way, have you seen that trend on TikTok or whatever about like how often guys think about the Roman Empire? No. So, yeah, like I showed many of this. Like uh, girlfriends and wives have figured out that men, for whatever reason, we tend to think about the Roman Empire like at least a couple times a week. Something about it will pop into our brains. A gladiator or something will pop in your head about the Roman Empire, and they just laugh and laugh and laugh. Think about it. What was the last time you, Zach, Tom, what was the last time you thought about the Roman Empire? Mm. I could say today for me, but that's um, not uncommon. Whenever for me. I see a Rocky movie, I think uh, because of the Roman numerals. <laughs> Okay. Just two two <laughs> days ago when I watched Fast X, because th- they went to Rome and she was mentioning, she's like, do you know why gladiators didn't have uh, families? It's because, you know, every day could be their last day. And I was like, Roman okay. Empire. So <laughs> Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, yes, oh, he goes back X. in time to ancient Rome and he races chariots in the, uh, yeah, yeah, in the Colosseum. <laughs> Signed, sealed, delivered. Paramount, contact us. Or Peacock, at this contact point, us. At this point, there's more reason to do it than not to do it. Absolutely. It's still going to make money. So, Um, Eric, what's your number two? All right. My number two. It it is weird to me that Paul Rudd has been around forever. He never ages. (laughs) But he's been around forever and he keeps feeling like a revelation. Yeah. Uh, So I guess, you know, love can kind of be like that, right? Uh, He's he's 54. Uh, We first saw him or I first saw him anyway. Uh, I think he to the national consciousness, he came to us through – uh, Alicia Silverstone's former stepbro in uh, Clueless. Uh, Clueless. Yeah, Clueless, the uh, former stepbro there. Uh, he was also Phoebe's husband, I think, in Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indeed. And then, uh, and obviously, he's brought his brand of charm to Ant Man in the MCU, uh, but he's also been in some of the best bromantic comedies ever. Yeah. I Love You Man, Knocked Up, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, 40 Year Old Virgin, a bunch of others. And then, of course, we can't forget. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> Brian Vantana. <laughs> there you go. In Anchorman. Uh, and he was also, if you've never seen Parks and Recreation, you should. It's a phenomenal show. But he was one of the funniest himbos ever in a recurring role on that show named Bobby Newport. Uh, he, was, he was like a rich kid running for uh, city council against Leslie Nope, played by Amy Poehler. And he just had no clue what he was doing. He's like, I just feel like, you know, it's a job that I should go get right. You know, it's just feel like you know, it's just, it's just funny. And he has no idea. He's actually, he's not running unopposed and he's totally shocked that he has to like debate people and no idea how to, it's just hilarious. He's great, <laughs> but he's also like a sweet character in there, even though he's like the enemy of the main character of the show, but he's, yeah. he's just a dummy. Like he's, he's just, just a, a dummy. He doesn't mean any harm. No, <laughs> like, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, but beyond the acting is also the fact that he's, Paul Rudd's just one of the coolest dudes around. He's just a genuinely good guy. He's the kind of guy who, uh, there was a story that came out, I think it was last year, the kid who was bullied who, uh, like, nobody signed his yearbook, and he asked around trying to get people to sign his yearbook, and nobody signed it, and his mom felt obviously terrible for the kid. The kid was bummed out, and, you know, it went kind of viral, and then Paul Rudd heard about it, and it was super viral because he actually did a video call with the kid and talked to him and uh, sent him an Atman helmet and, uh, and, the, the story completely blew up and you know, now he's got all these friends who hangs out with him in school because he knows Paul Rudd. <laughs> so, yeah. and that's just one example. I mean, Paul Rudd's done a lot of other, you know, a lot of uh, philanthropy and things like that. He's a you know, really cool guy. So um, yeah, Paul Rudd forever. Love Paul Rudd. Um, it's insane. That he, on, look, he looks the same. Yeah. And Paul Rudd's on my list too. Good. Um, 
because I love Paul Rudd because he doesn't take himself seriously. Yeah. Um, there was two things that I watched today because I put them on my list and I was like, I got to watch these now. <laughs> and that was him on hot ones, of course. Yep. And just like hey, throughout that, us. he talks about how, how like dumb it is to do like interviews on talk shows and just like the dumbest thing in the world. Why would everyone, anyone want to listen to me talk about this stupid movie? You're going to go right. see it or you're not. Um, and then the second thing, kind of goes off of that and that is every time he goes on to Conan yeah. O'Brien and plays the clip from Mac and Me the best yeah. movie ever about an alien and every time I watched a, a, like a super clip of all of them put together and even though I know each time that it's coming up I laughed harder and harder <laughs> each too. time it happened it just like for some reason it builds it's like ah uh, uh, yeah Mac and Me alright and it's the most hilarious thing ever it's especially the Conan like knows. Yeah, and it, and going on for like 15 years doing yeah. the same thing and it's funny each time is just beautiful. Cuz Conan feeds into it. He's like <laughs> he's like, "You know, you come on here and you play that clip every time and you always promise you're not going to." But then it, it's always funny cutting they're like, "Here's a clip from, you know, his new movie, I Love You Man," or or Our Idiot Brother. And when it's done, Paul Rudd is like drinking his his coffee like it's it's normal like he's like, mm-hmm, "Yep." Like it's just a normal clip and it's so funny that Conan falls for it every single time. And I mean, you know, it's probably some of it's probably scripted a little bit, but it is so funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> I challenge that, too. And Tom, you should also type in Celery Man. Uh, watch oh. Celery Man uh, from him. I'll put this into my browser right now. And it's pretty it it's pretty ridiculous. It was on the Tim and Eric show, I think. But Paul Rudd is, is great. He's a he's, he's a national treasure. He really is. It must be protected at all costs. <laughs> let's let's vacuum seal him so he doesn't get any older. Right? <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, I will jump to my actually second, not third. Um, I love this man so much. He was also on The Wire. He got his start as Wallace, uh, just a fantastic actor in that role. Very, very sad. Probably one of the saddest moments in the show. Anyhow. He was Wallace in that. He played in Hardball. He was in Black Panther, Fruitvale Station, and my personal favorite, Creed, the entire trilogy. That's Michael B. Jordan. He is a beautiful, beautiful man. He is a wonderful, wonderful actor. He is 36 years old, so he's only a few months older than I am, so it's pretty much like we're the same person. And he was born in Santa Ana, California. I love what Michael B. Jordan does. Um He's just been, you know, knocking out roles since he was a kid and really crushing them. The only movie I really didn't like of his was Foreign or Fahrenheit 451. Uh, it was a made for HBO movie that came out a few years yeah. ago. It wasn't good, but he still was great in it. And that man is a good crier. And but what I mean by that is an on-screen crier. The part that gets me every single time because Creed is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's my favorite Rocky movie and it's not even called Rocky. Um the part that gets me every time is when he's in the jail cell and he's mad at Rocky and he's like, get your sick cans off me, old man. And, you know, he's crying because Rocky's telling him, he's like, I'm not going to give up on you. And it's just it's so beautiful. And there's a, a big, a big fat tear that goes down his face. But he's trying to be tough. And like he just emotes that so much. It's same thing in the in the wire. Um, there was a, a wonderful and very, very sad part with him in it. Uh, but Michael B. Jordan is awesome. I, I feel like he can he can do no wrong. I hope I hope he doesn't do any wrong, I should say. But yeah, cross your fingers. <laughs> I know I don't want to read about him like um, like the other guy, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Majors in the in the news. But because uh, he, he was going to make my list because I liked him a lot. But 
not we'll, so much we'll, anymore. We'll see how all that goes down. Still not a great, not yeah, a great look. Still but not, still not awesome. great. No, but I do love me some Michael B. Jordan. He also, I don't know if you guys saw the new Space Jam movie with LeBron. You know, it is what it is. P- people talking about how how like dumb it is, and they're like, oh, you know, the original is better. And I'm like, dude, the original is trash. It is a it is a movie about Michael Jordan going into the Looney Tunes land and like <laughs> playing basketball. We love it because we were kids. This is a new generation, and I actually laughed a lot at it, especially at a scene when they're struggling and they go into the locker room at halftime and they're like, we need to bring in the guy, you know? And they're like, do you think the guy would be available? And all of a sudden you see a silhouette of a guy walking in and he's like walking slow. And you're like, Oh my God, is that Michael Jordan? It's Michael B. Jordan who comes (laughs) in and he's, he has popcorn. He's like, I was just looking for some butter or something like that. It is so funny though. And I, I laugh my joke. (laughs) I laugh my ass off. It's so funny. That's a great um, dumb joke. It's it, it is, and that's what Space Jam is. It's so stupid and funny, and like, yeah, I love the hell out of it. So, anyways, um, that is uh, is 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 my sexy number number two pick. I think it's all my right. Favorite. Um, and then yep. Tom, you had your sexy number two. Um, actually, before we continue on, let me let me just read our little ad break. Well, unfortunately, you know, summer is coming to a close. However, there are going to be a lot of activities that, uh, you know, you're going to get thirsty at. You're going to require hydration. I'm talking Oktoberfest. I'm talking beer fest. I'm talking football games. And, you know, we all like to drink uh, during football games, whether or not you're there or at home. But uh, you need a way to hydrate yourself. I love I love drinking water. But sometimes it just doesn't really do what I, I need it to do. Um, and so what do, what do I use, right? How do we retrieve those necessary essential electrolytes? Well, it's actually just super easy and tasty. We just get some liquid IV. Liquid IV is the category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning before a daily workout, when you're feeling run down, after a long night out, and even on long airline flights. I got some long ones coming up. I will be guzzling liquid IV. Um, I personally love using it on all my hikes, bike rides, snowboarding trips, backpacking trips, whatever. There are 12 delicious flavors. Uh, They help keep your hydration routine exciting. And we're talking strawberry, guava, lemon, lime, pink lemonade, and many, many more. They contain five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. They have three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and they're made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free from gluten, dairy, and soy. The best news of all is that as a listener of this show and our other show, the Don't Be Crazy podcast, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code DBCRAZYPOD at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop for better hydration today using promo code DBCRAZYPOD at liquidiv.com. Thank you and stay hydrated. Okay. So, Thomas, uh, you already gave your number two. So, or your number three, I should say. So, Eric, what is your number three? All right, so one of the finest actors of all time, and I mean that in every sense of the way. I'm talking about Denzel Washington. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. Loved him in Glory, loved him in Fallen, loved him in Remember the Titans, loved him in Training Day, loved him in Much Ado About Nothing and The Tragedy of Macbeth. I mean, you name a movie he was in, dude slayed it, okay? Uh, His range is just impossible. Dude could play Queen Elizabeth and be the right choice. (laughs) In fact, he is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> breaking news he is cast as queen elizabeth <laughs> i'd watch it you'd watch it Don't oh laugh. absolutely watch it. <laughs> anyway and one of the cool things another 
cool thing about him is that he is just another one of those really cool dudes who does a lot of stuff behind the scenes that doesn't uh, puff his chest about it too much. I mean, like, so he's done a lot of work with Fisher house. Um, Fisher house is a foundation that builds comfort homes where uh, military and veteran families can stay free of charge when a loved one is in the hospital long-term um, to get them how to get these families housing so that they can, you know, stay with their loved one who's at that hospital. It's a really cool uh, foundation. He's done a ton of work with them. He's never been one to broadcast his activities with them. You know, he's just looking out. He's donated heavily. He's given a lot of time to him. Uh, he was made the 2021 honorary Sergeant Major of the Army for his work with Fisher House. And oh, wow. in 20, 2022, he was awarded Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the highest civilian honor in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Denzel Washington, in addition to just being a phenomenal actor and a uh, just a fantastic looking dude, he also happens to be a genuinely really, really good dude. And anybody who's ever worked with him says as much. And so that's pretty cool, too. Um, I, I remember something somewhere. I didn't bother looking this up, but I wish I had. It's actually my grandmother who said this at one point, <clears throat> like I don't know, 20 years ago. She's like, his face is so perfect. Like you could show it to a crying baby and they'll calm down. Because it's like so, <laughs> so perfectly symmetrical. And you're like, so I'm going to look that up right now. I hope that's true. Um, anyway, what do you think of Denzel Washington, you guys? I freaking love Denzel. Man on Fire is like one of my low-key favorite films. Uh, Creasy Bear, I, I love that movie so much. Uh, Virtuosity, I used to watch when I was a kid. The movie's not good, but Denzel's awesome <laughs> it's in it. It's not good at all. It's, it's not so good, good, but like it's, it has Russell Crowe and Denzel. It's crazy. He Got Game is fantastic. Uh, Malcolm X is, is fantastic. I mean, like he just he crushes it. Training Day was one of those movies, too, where you know that really showed what he could do because he played the typical kind of guy um, in, in each movie or, you know, he was always like the hero. So this is his first villain role. And so what he did is he also shot John Q during the same time that he did training day because he needed a role to win audiences back. If training day backfired, turns out seeing Denzel as a villain was awesome. He is so good. And he gave us the line King Kong ain't got shit on me. Like, (laughs) So good. Denzel is 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 a is a gem. He's amazing. He's an all-timer. Denzel, I mean, he's great. He's just got that charisma. Oh. Yeah. Everything he says is just like smooth and just oh yeah. I know sorry, I would, I'm getting aroused. <laughs> if, if he was if he was talking to me, I would feel stupid because I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I, I I didn't know that. He he could could probably convince me my name is not Zach. That's how good he is. And I'm like, damn it, you're right. <laughs> Why have my parents lied to me this whole time? (laughs) But he's another one of those. He's just, you know, he's an unassuming guy. You know, he's a down to earth kind of firmly rooted guy who he can hang out with. He could probably hang out with McConaughey and chop it up about whatever. Just be a couple of regular dudes. (laughs) That would be an awesome audio book. Them just talking. Yeah. Talk about fatherhood. Talk about, you know, being an actor in Hollywood and changing times or whatever have you. Like, you know, I'd, 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 I'd tune in. I, I like it. I would also tune in. I'll see what I can do to get that going for you guys. Okay. My, my Have his people influence. contact your people. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Oh, aren't aren't we your people? <laughs> you, you, you are. You are. <laughs> um, 
Okay. I will jump to my number three then. Uh, call this recency bias, but it, it's really not. Uh, I pretty much have had a man crush on this guy since, like, Remember the Titans. And I didn't even like him in Remember the Titans. I was just like, this guy is a liability at safety. He needs to get sat because he is just a liability right now. And that's Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is a Canadian brethren. Um, he was born ni- uh, November 12, 1980, so he's 42 years old. His wife is absolutely gorgeous, Eva Mendez, and I really enjoy her in a lot of roles that she does. Some are stinkers, some are actually fantastic, but I love Ryan Gosling. Barbie, he was so good in Barbie. La La Land, absolutely loved. Drive, Blade Runner. Uh, I don't like The Notebook, but I can appreciate his role. Crazy Stupid Love, The Nice Guys, and yeah, like I was saying, Remember the Titans. Oh, The Big Short, I forgot he's in that too. He's he's a dick in that, but he actually, he explains things pretty well for for that whole confusing times of the 2008 housing crisis. Um, yeah, I absolutely love Ryan Gosling. I don't want him to change. I think he's, he's great, uh, and he's funny, and he's a, a very talented actor. Um, a lot of these guys, these actors, I didn't go into their personal life too much just because I, I get scared. Um, you know, that that old adage, never meet your heroes. I do get scared a little bit. It's always a bonus to hear about them doing things that, you know, uh, off screen that seem amazing. But for me, like I love Tom Hanks, right? But I, I really hope I, I never meet him. And one day he's just an asshole to me because it'll really tarnish my my idea that is Tom Hanks. So I love Ryan Gosling. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I'm fine with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. He's a good looking man. That's what, that's what I got for you. And he's actually a, a lot funnier than you would give him credit for. Uh, what was it? The, uh, not the new guys, but the, uh, the nice guys, the nice guys. He's funny. in that uh, movie. He's hilarious in that movie. Yeah. It's surprisingly a, a good movie. He's hilarious in Barbie too. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's, no, it's, I still it's quite watch good. It. I haven't seen it, but I heard he's, I just imagine he'd be really good. You know, really funny. Yeah, I he, imagine he can pull off comedy pretty well. He does, and his his timing is great. He was on the Mickey Mouse Club back in the yeah. day with uh, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, and Christina Aguilera. Pretty pretty crazy stuff. Pretty he, loaded yeah, cast. Yeah, I know, right? But he definitely can sing and dance. I love him in La La Land. Uh, crazy Stupid Love is also one of those low-key, like, real good movies that doesn't get enough uh, credit. So I figured I'd give him that shout-out here for Ryan Gosling. Thomas, what's your fourth? My fourth one is a Seattle Seahawks fan. was was born here in the Seattle area, and it is not Chris Pratt. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I know. I know. I just wanted to build up to that to see your worried face. Uh, but that is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Mm. I love me some Def- Jeffrey Dean Morgan. His gravelly voice, I've told my wife several times, he has the sexiest voice in Hollywood. <laughs> it's great. Uh, he just, the gravel just, uh, just is in there. Uh, I first saw him in a movie called the losers, which at the time I was like, okay. And then I saw him in Watchmen as the comedian. And I actually have built a love for that movie. It's a lot better than people give it credit for. Um, but he is definitely the best part of it. Uh, and then, I watched The Walking Dead for like the first three seasons and then I stopped for a little bit and I read the comics and the the uh, character Negan in the comics. It's like, oh, that's a cool character. OK. And then when they announced that he was going to be Negan, it was like, oh, my God, that's the most perfect casting I've ever heard. Yeah. Yes, please. And then I watched that season 
And the first moment you meet him, I was like, oh, my God, he is the character. Like, this is perfect. I don't know how they did it. Oh, and he's so good in it. It got a little bad towards the end. I I keep trying to watch the later seasons and it's tough, Uh, Uh, but he's still great. And again, Seahawks fan. That's what I look for in a man is I can watch the Seahawks <laughs> with him and we're rooting for the same team. So that's why he gets my big thumbs up over a couple guys who will be in my honorable mention afterwards. <laughs> yeah, he really is good. I enjoy the, the heck out of his roles. The first movie I saw him in was P.S. I Love You, actually, back in 2007. <laughs> um, and then he took on roles after that. You know, he started acting in his like later life, I should say, because he's 57. Yeah, um, he's married to Hillary Burton. Do you know that? He sure is. Hillary Burton of uh, the OC, I think, right? Wasn't she in the OC? No, she was in One Tree Hill. That's what it was. Good for him. Good for them. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I like him a lot. And yes, you're right. His Negan was was impeccable. It was fantastic. I was very terrified of him. Even though I knew it was coming, I still was like, don't do it, you asshole. He's going to do it. <laughs> he did it. Spoiler alert, he did it. Yeah. What was it, though? He baked him a cake. (laughs) Yeah, it it wasn't chocolate, though. It was (laughs) vanilla. (laughs) Oh, God. It was plain white cake. (laughs) Uh, Cake. (laughs) Eric, do you have anything on Jeffrey Dean or are you going to talk about your number four? Uh, No, he's pretty great. I don't have anything to add except for as Negan. I didn't give a shit about Walking Dead until he became Negan. Hmm. And then those things happened that blew everybody's minds. No pun intended. And like, <laughs> Did and, I, and one, I, I, that, I, I didn't get into it until that. And then I caught it and it's like, I only care about Negan and what happens around Negan. I don't give a shit about the whole rest of the mm-hmm. entire show. I do not care about the lead up. I do not care about what happened later. I only care about that. I don't care about a damn thing else. You don't um, care about the three different spinoffs they have now. I yeah. really, truly don't No. <laughs> Like one's so. in Dead City or whatever in New York, and then the Fear of the Walking Dead, which I don't know what that's about. And then apparently there's a new one with Daryl where he's in Paris, and it's just like, what's going on here? Yeah. They milk that cow dry, man. Let it, they let really it die, didn't. let it yeah. die. Have the grace like The Wire or Breaking Bad to know when it's time for the show to end. Let the story be told and it's done. Get back in the house, Coral. <coughs> anyway, Coral. Okay. Eric, what is your number four? My number four is the only sports guy I got and the only guy younger than me. And it's a developing uh, man crush. So it's all kind of new. It's very exciting. <laughs> and that would be Julio Rodriguez. Ooh, uh, Julio. Uh, he, he's just, he's got kid brother energy to me. That's what I feel like. You know, he's like kid brother. He's just rooting for the kid. His, he's so, his smile is so infectious. He's so happy to be playing baseball and playing with his teammates who are his friend. Like it hasn't that the business hasn't grown, ground him down yet. You know, the harsh realities of professional ball hasn't really broken his spirits yet. So let's just hold on to the happy, you know, young Julio while we can. Um, he is just so damn fun to watch and his future. So, so, so bright. Um, yeah, he, his is the first Mariners jersey I've bought in a very long time. 
How, how can you not love him? He loves playing baseball. I mean, he really does. And, and baseball is such a pure and romantic sport. I mean, he even if he strikes out, you know, he still has a smile on his face. He gets worked up. I get it. Um, this second year has been a little uh, back and forth. He's he puts a lot of pressure on himself because he had such high expectations by winning rookie of the year last year. You know, and sometimes he strikes out a lot because he swings for the fences. Like he feels like he needs to do it. He'll work those kinks out. But he's, you know, 30, 30, 100 plus RBIs this year. And it's it's incredible. And the dude just loves to play. He loves the fans. You can tell. And you're right. His, his smile is so infectious. When he does his his crossing arms, no fly zone thing, you're just like, oh, my God, I love this guy. It's Griffey reincarnated. I fucking love it. <laughs> Let's go, he Mariners. He reminds me of a young Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, and he's so fun to watch. And the home run derby, he was put on the Ooh. national spotlight. And people are like, damn it. I want a Julio. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my favorite moment this year was when he went up and tried to catch a ball and he came down and then he came down with like a straight face at the fence. And then he kind of took a couple steps and then that smile hit his face and he showed the ball in his glove. That that's my favorite moment from this year. I don't care what else he does. Just that like, ah, I robbed (laughs) you. What a shit. That's what I'm saying. Like you asshole. I love that little shit. (laughs) I love that little shit. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh, Julio Rodriguez, my number four. Very good choice. I, I, Thank I, I you, like sir. that. I like that a lot. It's you're not going to find any argument from me or Tom because we are nope. big Mariners fans. So that would be that would be a lot. But uh, okay, cool. Well, I will jump to my number four. Now this actor is is great. Mine are all actors, by the way. But this actor is fascinating because he did about you know a couple years of small bit roles. And it wasn't until he was probably what's, let me do math real quick. Um, probably early for, excuse me, early forties or maybe late thirties that he got his break in game of Thrones and he played uh, Oberyn Martell. Uh, Pedro Pascal is who I'm going to talk about. I love Pedro Pascal so much. And Oberyn, his whole, you know, the Viper versus the the mountain. That fight was so good and spoiler, and it doesn't matter because this you guys should have watched Game of Thrones. But, uh, you know, when he's fighting him and he's like, oh my God, he's going to beat the mountain. And he gets fucking talking and gets his eyes poked out. And you're like, God damn it, Oberyn. You, you had a chance to kill the mountain. And poor Tyrion was like, shit, my champion got killed. Um, one of the coolest and most shocking moments in Game of Thrones, I think. Uh, absolutely loved it. But Pedro Pascal went on to do some pretty great stuff after that. Narcos was when we saw him uh, again, it popped up in, in a different type of role, and I really loved it. But it wasn't until, you know, The Mandalorian, I would say, that he really, people were like, holy shit, like, this guy is awesome. And the funny thing about that is his face is covered for pretty much 85% of the entire series. It's his voice. It's the way he acts, even under the helmet, how he acts. Like, that's the beauty of Din Djarin and and the beauty of what Pedro Pascal can do is even though he's wearing a mask, you can see what he's thinking or his emotions. Like, he emotes through that. And that's 100% on Pedro Pascal being a fantastic actor. Then we get The Last of Us. And, you know, everyone, we're all video game fans, all of us. Uh, It's so hard to adapt a video game into a movie. You know, you're not going to get another Super Mario Brothers with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. I mean, that was like an Oscar winning (laughs) film. So whenever you adapt a video game, it's really risky. And The Last of Us is beloved by many because it's such a heavy story. And I was a little apprehensive when I saw Pedro Pascal in there and loved the actor. But his Joel was fucking amazing. 
And The Last of Us was was almost one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Like it, it was it was so goddamn good. I was so happy. Candace even watched it and she loved it. Um, and and Pedro just he did those things, you know, baby girl. Like he 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 was so believable as Joel and as a father. And I love that man so much. Um, he even did a reading for Lord of the Rings during the pandemic when they were doing Zoom readings of things. And he filled in for like Elrond or something like that because Hugo Weaving couldn't be there. And it was so great because I'm like, oh, Peter Pascal, Elrond. <laughs> he, did, he did that too for uh, Community. Yeah, like, there you go. Community, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's fantastic. I love the dude. He seems so fun. He's, he's Chilean. And I know that Chilean people are supposed to be some of the nicest people in the world. Um, so I, I love the man with all my heart, Pedro Pascal. He is a chill Chilean. Chill Chilean. Oh my God. (laughs) He's a a Chilean sea bass. He gets my thumb up of approval. Okay. Uh, well then who's your fifth and final Tom? Okay, so my fifth and final is a great actor. He's been in a lot of great things. But mostly I want to talk about how beautiful his beard is. Um, <laughs> he has probably the most beautiful beard in all of Hollywood. There's a couple other that are kind of up there. But Oscar Isaac. Ooh. If you look up pictures of Oscar yeah. Isaac with a beard, it's it's well displayed in the movie Dune. It is the most beautiful thick lustrous beard i have ever seen and i just want to kiss it just the beard <laughs> not the man just the beard <laughs> but i mean he's great he's poe dameron and he's all these other things he's in dune which i wasn't a big fan of dune i need oh, to rewatch Tom. it just to i'm gonna give it another chance one of these days but for some reason i just wasn't feeling it um but i was feeling that beard <laughs> and i just I wish my beard was like his. I have like an okay beard, but it's it's not as thick as I would like. Ugh. I just, I wish I had that thickness and I wish there was a potion I could take. Like, I don't know, Oscar Isaac's urine. You just drink it and it grows a better beard. Oh boy. I'd do it. <laughs> I'm in the I same boat. Do it. <laughs> I, I can't grow a great beard and he does yeah. have a really good beard. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis is a low, is low key. Yeah. One of my favorite, I don't want to say that a lot, but low key, one of my favorite um, Coen brothers movies. And if you haven't seen it, it's so beautifully melancholic and, it's, it's just a wonderful movie, but his beard in that is really good as well. In fact, I think one, one of the only really clean shaven roles he does is Poe Dameron. And then in Moon Knight, he has a clean shaven yeah. role. But his beard is, is fire. Leto Atreides, when he's in, in Dune, his beard is great. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm just looking at pictures of him right now, actually. Yeah, it's so thick. Good. It's maintains that Guatemalan beard. He's also it's just got, a phenomenal actor. It's got the perfect amount of salt and pepper. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> I know I'm not worried about going gray. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I got gray hairs. I'm like, bring it on, baby. I'm ready to be that silver fox. Yeah, Whitney's excited for me to go gray, and I slowly am. I got <laughs> this little patch right here in my beard that's that's all gray, and she just wants the rest of it to be gray now. We can call you Tom Graybeard. What can you do, Tom Stormcrow? So, and then we'll be like, your staff, I told you to take the wizard staff. Eric doesn't get my reference. I get your reference. <laughs> I get your he reference. Gets it. That's okay. I was just distracted by Monday Night Football. I, I know. I sent you guys an image, and we'll, we'll discuss that off air. That's that's brutal. That is freaking brutal. But you know what's not brutal is Eric's fifth choice. No, uh, my fifth choice is Donald Glover. 
Ooh, I like it. Donald Glover. Now, depending on where you first saw him, he's a lot of different things. Now, I first saw him doing college humor YouTube sketches for his group called Derek Comedy, which uh, I had at one point the uh, their Wikipedia up, but uh, it was like Donald in DC and another guy with a D in his name. So they're like, "What's your group name?" They're like, "Derek." It's like the one D name that, that wasn't in the group. So I got Derek comedy. That's our group name. <laughs> they, th- that's the kind of humor we're talking about here. Um, those sketches have stayed in my memory. They've stayed memory locked for me for like 15 years. They are so blasted. Good. So ridiculously funny. There's just some of the funniest damn things I've ever seen. And if you've never seen it, uh, go to YouTube and look it up. Uh, Derek comedy or Donald Glover college humor. And you'll see he's got, you know, a bunch on there, a dozen or so sketches on there. Uh, So he's also, uh, you know, in respect to those other guys, but he was the star of the Derek comedy group. And I guess Tina Fey agreed with that because she hired him to be a writer on 30 Rock. So uh, he went to go do that and he got his really big break uh, as hilarious himbo Troy Barnes in Community where he was one half of one of the greatest TV bromances of all time, Troy and Abed. <laughs> Troy and Abed. Troy and Abed in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Troy and Abed really made that show. They honestly did. And that's got a great cast. Community was a phenomenally well-written show with a wonderful cast. But Troy and Abed really put that show over the top. And when Donald Glover left, it just really wasn't the same. Um, you know, respect, but it just wasn't the same. So, uh it looks like they're coming back with a movie. Six seasons in a movie, right? So, so that's coming. Uh, he's also a rapper known as Childish Gambino, and he was the lead in Atlanta for the run of that show. He was also more recently cast as younger Lando Calrissian in the solo movie, and he crushed uh, he, it. He crushed the role of young Lando. He was perfect for young Lando, and now it looks like he's going to get his own Disney Plus movie as Lando. Oh shit! Really? That's in the works. Oh, yes. cool. He's yeah. like, you have a you have a suitcase full of just like scarves or whatever. He's like capes. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's so fucking Lando. <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly Lando. Yes. So he's a phenomenal, well-rounded artist that I admire and respect deeply. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, yes, watch all his stuff and you know listen to his music. Go back and look at him and Derek comedy on YouTube because it's fucking hysterical. It's too goddamn good. I'm gonna uh, go do that as soon as this is over. I also suggest watching the movie Mystery Team. Yes, it's, that's it's, that's Derek Comedy. Okay, yeah, it's so good. It's the right amount of awkward comedy where yes. it's, you know, three kids who used to solve crimes as kids. They're like 18 now and they're yeah. still doing it, but it gets real, real. Right. <laughs> and it's not like, oh, little kid stuff. It's like, oh, no, people are being murdered and stuff, but they're playing it off like we're still just kid detectives. It's such a good movie. <laughs> it's available on go, Tubi yeah. for anyone who wants to watch it for free. So. Yeah. yeah. Mystery Team is from uh, the Derek Comedy Group. Those three guys. Yeah, okay. Those three mm-hmm. guys. So they got a bunch of sketches on there that are great. You should check it out. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good rapper too. I love Childish Gambino. I haven't seen eight, uh, Atlanta, but I've heard it's awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I like that he's also kind of a nerd too. He was a big proponent for for Miles Morales, and you know there was a lot of uh, before Spider Man uh, Into the Spider Verse came out, people wanted to see Donald Glover as a live action Miles live action live action Miles Morales. And I would have loved to see that too. Uh, he even plays actually Uncle Aaron in Spider Man. Um, 
Far From Home or whatever. The first one, yeah. one with, yeah. with Tom Holland. Homecoming. Homecoming. There you go. Spider-Man Homecoming. He plays uh, his uncle, Aaron, who is the Prowler. And then I don't want to spoil it, but in Across the Spider-Verse, he has a cameo as well. And you're like, Donald Glover. Love it. So I am a fan of him. All right. Well, I'm glad that you guys know who he is. Cool. And I think everyone knows who this is because he has the sexiest name in the world. He is a very, very attractive man. Uh, The dude is just like jacked, especially when I saw him in the movie Baywatch. I'm like, man, screw you for being so freaking jacked. And that's Zac Efron. Uh, He was born October 18th, 1987. So he will be 36 in about a month. He's from California, which fits. Now, Zac Efron has had kind of a polarizing upbringing, right? In the sense of uh, his celebrity stardom. High School Musical, High School Musical 2 and 3. You know, he, he was a Disney guy. People can hate on him all you want because it's it's Disney stuff. But he was a kid. Sure. But then he started taking on more thought-provoking and profound roles. He had some, some rom-coms that were kind of eh. But then he started doing some stuff that actually was pretty damn good, like 17 again. I don't know if you've seen 17 again, but it's actually really good. And Matthew Perry, and it's just, it's it, it's awesome. Greatest Showman he's in, Neighbors. He started getting into, like, the, the deeper rauncher comedies after that, too. Uh, greatest Beer Run Ever, that was a movie that came out last year. The Paperboy. Um, and he has a new film coming out uh, this year, I think, and it's, it's called The Iron Claw, and it's a wrestling movie. Um, I don't know all the details, but I know that Jeremy Allen White is in it. It's about the Von Erich family, who were their brothers, who made... Uh, history in, in competitive professional wrestling. And it was a pretty, they have a pretty dark past. There was a lot of death involved. Um, so I am very excited to see it and seeing pictures of him in it. Like he's, he's kicking a guy doing a drop kick. The guy's just jacked. I'm like, whatever, man. So um, I love the dude though. He seems like a cool guy who would love to hang out and would love to joke around. Uh, he also played a very good Ted Bundy in a mediocre movie. Uh, what extremely vile, whatever. It's yeah. a really long title. Yeah. He was really good in it, but the movie was like, eh. I he hate, was the only thing that was making it good. I hate serial killer movies. I hate glorifying well, serial killers. Well, I the agree. key thing is, is it doesn't focus like it doesn't show like any murders at all. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the in-between parts where like he's getting caught or he's doing weird, like creepy stuff. And it's it, Uh, Yeah, no, I I think I think for me, without going on a rant, I think for me, it's just I I, I don't think they deserve any spotlight, no matter who they are. They're evil, heinous people who deserve uh, death, who deserve to not be talked about ever because they're terrible, terrible people. And there's no real reason. Yeah, there's there's no reason to make a movie, especially like three movies, because there was a big Ted Bundy renaissance and then this Jeffrey Dahmer shit. Because there are victims. There are victims who have to relive this every time Netflix is like, oh, we want to do this. And um, it's like, fuck you, man. There's a really great Black Mirror episode about that from this newest season that kind of explains the exploitation of tragedy. But anyhow, uh, yes, he I, I, I could see what you mean, Tom, how he could do he could do really well in that because he's handsome and he's charming. But he might be a killer, so. <laughs> yeah, he might be. <laughs> we, all, we all agree that he might actually be a killer. <laughs> Maybe a killer of, uh, I don't know, my heart. Exactly. Okay. Um, Okay. Well, those were our sexy, sexy guys. Um, Tom, I know that you had a a few other honorable mentions. Do you want to name like one or two real quick? 
Uh, I had Ryan Reynolds, Jason Momoa, John Krasinski. Uh, I had Idris Elba and Michael B. Jordan also on mine. Uh, Henry Cavill, Brad Pitt, Tom Hiddleston. Holy shit, you have I a can, list. I can, I can go on forever. <laughs> Damn, Eric, did you have any extras? No, no extras. Either. No. <laughs> Yeah, Tom took a few of mine. Hugh Jackman's on there as well. Oh, Love yeah. Hugh Jackman. Hugh uh, Jackman. Yeah. He's just, he's so damn good. Christian Bale, same kind of thing. I love Christian Bale. I love that he can transform into pretty much anybody. Um, so it's it's a tough one, man. There are there are a bunch out there that are really good. I like Simi, Simu Lu. I think his name's Simi Lu, the guy from um, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi and then other movies. He's pretty great too. Um, and he's been really kind of awesome lately, so. He's been exploded. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's recap this. Thomas has Keanu Reeves, Tom Hardy, Paul Rudd, Jeffrey Dean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and Oscar Isaac. Eric has Matthew McConaughey, Paul Rudd, Denzel Washington, Julio Rodriguez, and Donald Glover. Zach has Idris Elba, Michael B. Jordan, Ryan Gosling, Pedro Pascal, and Zach Efron. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun, you guys. So everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5, at ZachDale60, at TomTop5, and at SnackBurglar. There you can give us ideas, tell us if we're crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Thank you, and remember, it is okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. As little bro Andy Sandberg told big bro Paul Rudd in I Love You Man, if you see a cool-looking guy, strike up a conversation and go on a mandate. By that, I mean a casual lunch or work after work drinks, okay? No dinner, no movies. You're not taking these boys to see the devil work Prada. <laughs> but you could. <laughs> I totally forgot Andy Sandberg was in that movie. He's so funny in that because he's gay, isn't he? I, I can't remember. I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty sure he's gay. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah he, he's Robbie. Andy Sandberg is another honorable mention. There so you fine. Go. Ryan Reynolds and Andy Sandberg. Those are my honorable mentions. Good choices. All right, everybody. See you. Right, later. Bye.